Daniel Robson Petch hyphen. Thank you for doing this, man. Um, I guess let's keep going from what we were just talking about. Uh, you guys actually refined and changed quite a few things yeah. over the last few months in this year. Do you want to talk about some of those things that maybe a lot of coaches and trainers and, and business owners could probably take from things that you've learned in that time? Yeah, of course. So again, thanks for having me, Alexander. It's awesome to be here. Um, such a pleasure to be involved. Um, I guess for us, we we could have this could have made us or break us this uh, last you know six months. So we put a lot of effort into making sure that we didn't just sit on our ass and just do absolutely nothing. We actually changed our marketing tactics. Um, we renovated our whole facility. So for those that aren't aware, we run resistance sports science here in Brisbane. Um, so it needed a bit of a makeover and it needed a bit of a, a bit more TLC, I suppose. So we, we got in, got our hands dirty. I think there's, this sort of opportunity gives us time to actually reflect and go, how can we make our business better? How can we do better for our athletes? Um, so we actually changed what we're doing in terms of our athlete development programs. We are now incorporating a few more things where we can see them more regularly um, at almost a cheaper price too. So a couple of little things like that where we thought we can't just sit here and do nothing. Um, there's so much potential I guess we can use with a couple of months off, which I'll never ever get this time again, I don't reckon anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, that time is, is such a unique time of where you get so much of it to really zoom out, yeah. zoom out and look at business personally as well. Like, am I doing, am I, am, I, am I really doing what I want to do? Am I going the direction I want to go? Did you kind of have a moment of reflection like that? Yeah, we did. We, we, we pump up a lot with education stuff and that sort of thing. But for us, we're going, how can we actually be better than what we're doing? For us, we want to be the, the highest standard possible, especially here in Queensland. Um, and it, it was a great time to reflect and go, we're, we're doing a good job with our athletes, but how can we see them more? How can we, how can we take control of their program and from there put their their athletic performance into our hands rather than going, we'll see you once a week or we'll see you once, whatever. Um, and then best of luck on the weekend. We've actually now got you know, way more control of the guys that we're seeing, which puts, our, puts them in a better seat as well. gives them a bit more trust in us. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't rate a couple months like this uh, any more highly. It was unbelievable. I'm curious, what are the actual practical things that you guys have changed on how you interact and communicate with your athletes and clients? Yeah, yeah, right. So, we've actually gone on board with Team Builder. Um, that was huge for us. So, with the EAA as well, we've linked up with Team Builder, as you may have seen in our Instagram post. So, it actually prescribe all our sessions through a, a nice software. I think it's been a really big one for us. Um, previously, we used just a, like a Google Sheet, which was quick and easy to use. And it did work, but I think professionally, it's something we could have changed. So that's something we're implemented straight away. Um, and we're also doing a bit of a program where we've got small groups involved now. So I can see our athletes, as I'm saying, a bit more regularly. So rather than seeing us just once a week, they can come in in a small group of up to about five or six. Um, and I can see him 13 times weekly, which is huge for them and huge for us. Really interesting. I'm looking at, I just looked up Team Builder while you were speaking and for the, it's a strength and conditioning like software that looks like is, is a really uh, kind of professional way to track and monitor um, progress. Yeah, exactly. Is that, uh, it's, I, What's the main is that? Would you recommend that for like? Is that something you wish you had when you were starting out in this industry? Is that like you'd recommend that for earlier coaches and trainers? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you'd probably have to definitely put the time to sit down and understand what you're um, what you're tracking. I suppose. I mean, you can track everything in the world, but really, there's a couple of things that you know you could be wasting your time for tracking a hundred different things. So we like obviously wellness and um, I like uh, muscle soreness. So hammies to the quads and calves, just to keep track. Um, and then up here on load through training, we find is huge as well. So to have that, especially if I was you know coming through the ranks, to have that sort of software, this was eight or something years ago, um, it would have been it would have been huge for my development as well. So to have this out here now, I think it's um, a really good opportunity for young guys and girls coming through. That's definitely interesting. So hopefully that's a valuable resource. Um, what do you, uh, that makes me think? You know, as a, as a business owner, as as a coach. Um, for many years, what would you tell 
those personal trainers. You, as you obviously know very well, Orphic, we train coaches. We prepare and uh, certify personal trainers, become personal trainers. What do you tell those younger guys and girls coming through? Like, yeah, what advice do you have for them? What, yep. what would you tell them that you wish you knew? Yeah, good question. Um, I would... I think that you just got to get experience in. Um, so I was, whilst I was studying uni, I made sure I was doing my PT course at the same time. Even before that, I was training my family. I was training guys at the park, you know, just a bit of running stuff. Yeah. I was just, even in year 10, it's actually where it all started. I had a guy who was, who, he wanted to lose a bit of weight and he kept complaining about it. And I said, look, I love the exercise side of things. Why don't I have a crack at trying to get this weight off? We'll do a bit of running before school. Um, so that's where it all started for me and it just I guess the more you get your hands on the more you can start learning and educating yourself um, the better your career is going to be and fast tracked as well I suppose um, I think if you can ask the right questions as well so find the right people um, whether that's here resistance that's guys at Orphic whoever it is asking the right questions is probably where I went wrong at the start where I just thought I knew everything I thought I was really fucking good at my job but then I went somewhere else in Brizzy and I got absolutely slammed for how poor, I guess, my knowledge was. And this was only four or something years ago. So I guess my advice is get in there, learn as much as you can, educate yourself, ask the right questions, but definitely try your best to get hands on and help family, help whoever you can um, to start you off. That's, I think that is what I tell a lot of them. I think the big mistake a lot of uni students make um, and even personal trainers doing certificates and diplomas is that they don't. They just do the theory and they don't do any coaching alongside to rehearse and practice their theory, their learning. Like some of the biggest value that I get from tertiary education is when I can take what I just learned from growth, human growth and development, understanding adolescence, puberty, the how, how uh, females uh, develop different than males, and then go train juniors and see it in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. I mean, as soon as... It's one thing I try and slam even here at Resistance is as soon as we try and take something on board or we learn something new, we've got a podiatrist that comes in and teaches new gate mechanics or something like that, that we can go straight into it and let's go, your next client, your next couple of clients, can we have a look and let's just try and see if we're seeing what they're seeing um, and then if there's any you know, practical applications we can put straight away because we feel as soon as you do that, it sinks in and it becomes yes. part of your new repertoire I suppose yeah uh, well yeah well said it sinks in like you need to put yeah. it in practice to sink it in otherwise it just becomes like a a foreign Fargo memory yeah. um you know we haven't even talked about and probably a, a good place to start is you know who you are and what you do but also the initiative and the project you have at Exercise Association Australia I think this yep. is up and coming you know business and association you're trying to build Describe what it is. Give us your the the elevator pitch on what it is and why people should really care about it. Because people, or everybody, almost knows Fitness Australia, yep. and if we can use that as like a, a way to compare and contrast the differences or similarities and why it matters, that would be great. Yep. So, okay, basically, in a nutshell, the Exercise Association Australia is basically, I would say, filling the gap. Well, this has been a couple of years in the making. It's not something we've just made up in six to eight weeks. Um, it's probably, probably in all honesty, two years we've been um, creating it. Um, and the idea is basically we're creating, trying to create an association and a community where people can get together, share ideas, but also there's a reason behind why they're becoming accredited behind an association like this. So practical applications are huge. Um, we find this is... we would have asked hundreds of different coaches before this happened as to why um, or what they think are missing in the industry at the moment. So again, we're trying to fill that gap. So practical application of learning is huge. PTs coming in and learning with hands-on, real-life, real-time um, experienced coaches is what we want to deliver. Um, and the same with it goes to exercise scientists and exercise physiologists. They come out of uni at the moment and they're still not ready um, they're still not ready to take on big rehab clients or you know return to sport athletes for an example um, so we're trying to fill that gap and fill that extra knowledge I suppose and build a standard so we, we look at the guys in um, the UK and in America that the standard actually be a credit is so high currently how's it different I'm curious I've never heard of that 
Yeah, so the actual um, the way to get in, I suppose, it's you know, it can actually might take five or six different goes that should become accredited down in the UK. Um, they they look at you know how you teach, how you coach, can you do this properly? And we're kind of taking a very similar approach to that, where if you can actually perform your job properly, we're not so much after how many hours you've worked as an intern or how many hours you've done here or there. What we're actually looking for is your practical um, knowledge and your practical ability to apply. So as a coach, can you teach all the, all the basics first? So squat, deadlift, all the you know, easy stuff. But then can you also program? Can you write a 16 week program for an athlete? If you're an EP, can you write a program for you know the elderly um, PTs? Can you write a really proper um, in detail program for those that you know want weight loss or uh, weight gain, stay healthy, that sort of thing. So, I guess the the difference is the standard of which we're trying to promote. Okay, interesting. How do you guys actually implement with your asset? Like, do you have assessments? Like, what are the ways you try and hold coaches accountable to this standard practically? Yeah, awesome. So, I guess the very start. Uh, so when people attempt to become accredited. Yeah. Um, they, they can be, it is at the moment online, but it will be also um, in person, but it is a bit of an exam. So basically we want to show, you've got to show us your understanding of how to coach. Um, and a big one for me, and I'm huge on this out resistance as well, is how can you fix something that's not right? So I, I would say nine times out of 10, you've got a client or a person in front of you squatting. There's something that we could probably change or fix to make that squat better. So, Throughout that exam, you've basically got to tell us how you would change this squat, how would you fix this deadlift, this lunge, bent over row, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got to send in their programs as well. So you need to show me you can write a program for elite athletes, um, if it's a weight loss program, whatever it is, depending on the accreditation. Um, and so we've got to be very thorough with that. It's a 100% pass or fail. Um, if there's one wrong, it's not you, not accepted just yet. So we're going to look at, you have to hit 100% to make sure you get that accreditation. So the standard is quite high. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And so basically students, like to give students an idea of like they'll have to send videos off of them coaching and talking through certain um, yep. movement patterns and, and theories yep. on certain topics. Exactly, yeah. So they'll have to send through how they coach. They'll just show through a couple of demos and then they'll send through me some written answers um, of what they do to you know, to change this or, to, um, or what exercise they'd give to, to assist in that exercise. Yeah. Um, and then there's this series, I think there's um, there's a cardiac one for EPs, there's there's more weight management for PTs, so there's all these different sort of tailored, I suppose, um, questions. Okay, well, in that case, it's not really uh, like Fitness Australia at all. It's n- not even, you know, in the, in the ballpark where that's well, I don't even really know. What do they really do? Um, no, no disrespect, but I think that's the disconnect. Um, yeah. Maybe more of as an as a, as a education information body they are. But um, for you guys, maybe a, a good comparison to give people context is uh, ASCA, Australian Strength and Conditioning Association. How do you guys think about um, then the comparison to an organization like that, which has integrated courses... Um, similar yep. to what you're describing uh, in that way. Do you guys feel it, it's a similar type of model or it's different? Yeah, I still... So, I actually do plan to get in contact with ASCO. I haven't just yet. But yeah. um, I do think what they're doing is a very good thing for um, Australian SNCs, definitely. Um, I guess for us, there is... ASCO would find a very um, strength and conditioning related, as it's in the name. Us, we're going to focus more so on the whole spectrum, so from PT up to ex-phys. Um, looking at um, just the practical applications of when you're not so much just teaching um, sport or you're not out there you know, running conditioning or that sort of thing, but also what we're doing for everyone else in between that. So Debbie who comes in with a uh, you know, crooked knee, how can we tailor something around her work, her life, what she wants to achieve. So it's kind of this, I guess we're a very, very broad spectrum where we're trying to bring the whole exercise community together yeah. um, and ask you to do a fantastic job with the strength conditioning um, side of things in the sport. I think they're doing amazing. Yeah. Uh, and the level of coaches they've got are incredible. And it's something that we want to see with us as well eventually. 
Um, but yeah, I guess that's probably our difference is the the scope of what we're trying to or who we're trying to work with. Yeah. The, well, no, thank thank you for clarifying that. That's important. So it's basically it's a much wider scope, um, yeah. kind of a to get not just the S and C coaches, but speak to the personal trainers who work with a wide variety of individuals. Yeah, exactly. That's um, it. And I wonder because I you kind of alluded to it, but what do you see of like what do you want EAA to become over the f- next five to ten years? What what do you think people can expect? Yeah. So. It's a good question. So the vision is basically we want a real big Australian community, um, which which the EEA creates. So we've got the Coaches Forum, which we're, we'll be launching out fairly soon. And basically that's a magazine which we're going to be putting all different coaches, um, their stories, their tips and tricks, some new research, that sort of thing. So people have something that they can go, hey, that's such and such and he's made the magazine. How cool is that? So a bit more community-based. But... Overall, the, the plan of the EEA is to make the standard of coaching in Australia a hell of a lot better. Mm. So I think now we're, we're making moves. I mean, there's coaches out there who's doing a phenomenal job, but there's still uh, coaches come out and say they're PT courses and even ex-science, ex-fears. And there's just not the level of understanding they need if they're going to go and actually work with high-end sort of people, athletes, whatever it is, or even high-risk. So I guess our five-year plan or five, ten-year plan is to make sure the standard and the bar is raised dramatically. So the guys that when they're coming out of these unis and um, personal training courses are 100% ready to roll when they're working with real people. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's so important. That's, that's why we try and make our course as comprehensive and practical and hands-on as possible because there is this huge gap in that yeah. students are end work. We've had people come to us and saying, I've done a certificate before. I did not feel prepared. I need to do yeah. it again yeah it's like that what that shouldn't happen (laughs) what what it does (laughs) because there's obviously a huge gap in well who really holds us accountable who's the regulating body for a standard yeah Yeah, that's it and that's i assume where eaa wants to be that standard like if you are accredited through eaa you are a competent Respected. Yep. I mean, you fill in the gaps. What words do you want to? What words do you associate with having an EAA accreditation? Yeah. So we would look at it as a privilege, I suppose, to be accredited through the EAA. So we'd love the guys that are actually do become accredited to put that on their resume with absolute pride, saying, "This I've actually become accredited through the hardest accreditation process in Australia. Um, I've passed all the competency tests. I've done my physical. I've done." all the written questions I as a coach understand all the fundamentals to go work in a sporting team to work with elite athletes or you know Debbie who hurt her knee as an example yeah how do you it's it's always difficult when you're coming up from the ground up and you're trying to build yep. this thing into, into something big and, and influential yep. how do you get people to care because at the start of something you need first movers you need people yep. to take the step and build some uh, acumen and some some you know we have thousands of coaches already you build some authority how do you get people to initially first take that leap and become accredited like if you have you have many personal trainers probably listening to this what are you telling them right now to get them to care about signing up yeah okay great question um this is something which is much bigger than myself resistance one gym as an example it's something that i think is it's been lacking so far in the exercise industry so there hasn't been any real support for personal trainers exercise science we look at the moment with covid we've been told um straight away that the only people that can practice are exercise physiologists which to me what's all that about it's i think it's absolutely ridiculous so we're trying to put everyone in the same sort of category where we're exercise professionals but we specialize in different sort of categories um so i think that's a big one for us i mean the eaa is designed and always will be a member a member run association which is for its members so we're after people that want to be involved that are keen to see something keen to see change um and i find that you know we by pumping up by encouraging other people like by using their good work we're actually growing quite you know a pretty steady rate by actually using the accomplishments of others and saying look how well this person's doing 
and by that we're finding that everyone else who actually wants to get involved. I want to go, well, I actually want to, you know, put up this bit of content so I can show that I'm doing a good job as well. So almost kind of trying to raise that bar by acknowledging those that are doing a really good job. At the moment, it's um, it seems to be paying off, yeah. I hope so, man. I like it. The industry needs people like yourself. I mean, someone has to do it, right? Someone <laughs> has to step up and be like, all right, we got to create this high standard. Otherwise... Yep. Who else is going to do it? Yeah, exactly. Like, wh- like, why do you think? I mean, it's quite an interesting thing. You got EPs and allied health professionals. Um, they can function through all this fine. They are looked. Yep. They are looked at as an allied health professional. They get those perks um, and and uh, re- a regulation, um, and they have their standards. Like, you can't call. It, they're protected, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I've talked. We've talked about this before on previous podcasts, but. Do you think it's even a worthwhile conversation um, to have about whether personal trainers and coaches could be lumped in as an allied health professional? How do you think coaches and trainers can behave to raise yep. their own standard to earn that? Yeah, I think I think personal trainers have been shafted a little bit too much in the last couple of years, um, and I think they definitely have their place within allied health uh, community. And I think what we need to do is we need to educate them greater on. Uh, injury prevention. So, where I think that's that's where they're big, me personally, their biggest role is injury prevention, health, and lifestyle fitness. And from there, if there's an injury from there on, we, that's when we start looking on to make that's your exercise scientist, your exercise physiologist. If there's your cardiac issues and that sort of thing, then we go, it's more EP based, we'll leave them alone. So, I think they definitely, PTs need to have their say in an adult health um, spectrum. Because at the moment, they're not getting much support really at all. Uh, and to be honest, exercise scientists are just overprivileged uh, personal trainers from the sound of things. So mm-hmm. we're trying to change this persona of all these different health professions. Um, PTs definitely need to have a greater say. And their involvement in what we're doing in local communities, in health and fitness regimes, people keeping healthy and active, I think it needs to be said that they need to have some sort of involvement. So going off a bit of a tangent there, but we are trying to, um, and this will be, you know, in the next year or two, we're hoping to lobby for it, that PTs actually have some sort of healthcare benefit. And that's the same with ex-science as well, which ex-science and PTs at the moment are getting absolutely nothing. And I think there's uh, there's a bit of room and leeway for that. That's definitely. interesting. How do you lobby for it? Um, what do you actually do in that case? Yes, good question. It's a lot of uh, tough conversations, a lot of phone calls, but I've also the right people are going to do it for me. So this is not going to be me doing it. Um, what we need is numbers. So we need, I've put a post up a couple of weeks ago, actually, we need about 500 coaches to show that we are actually a genuine association that's got genuine backing. From there, we can go to, you know, the right governments, the right um, legislation and people that we go, this is what we have, this is who we are, this is what we have. And this is the case we need to put forth. And basically it'll be written up from, more law experts over me. I can, you know, have my say, but they'll be the ones writing it. And it's going to be a back and forth argument, left and right, with uh, with governments to see if we can actually make change. Wow, that yeah. I know. I've spoken to some coaches who think like that's not even a worthwhile fight. We should just raise our own standard, and we should hold each other accountable. We we don't deserve that until we can we can uh, hold ourselves to a better standard, right? But why can't we do both? And like exactly. I think. Man, you have our and my full support in that, man, because that if you can attack it from both ends, like the the accreditation, we can we can raise the standard through our certifications, like like what we're trying to do, um, through the education we're trying to provide, drown out all the nonsense um, yep. and all the misinformation and and, and lies and and yep. just money hungry people who are in it for. And if we can shift it towards and raise this standard, then that can create some, I think, pretty powerful change. Yeah, no, I agree. And if we if we have this, hence why the accreditation process, we've made it so difficult to actually attain. Yeah. Um, we're going to show that when we get these 500 members or these 500 coaches, these are some of the best coaches in Australia and they deserve some sort of recognition. So look at it. We'll, we'll show our accreditation process, how it's different to, you know, they did 100 hours. Me personally, I did 
300 hours of Gold Coast Suns, but I was wheeling bikes around. I was cleaning the gym. I was doing all this crap, which didn't, you know, relate to my coaching career at all. So hence why the hour, we got, we cut out the hour system. And yeah, so we're trying to say that with this standard, why can't EAA coaches have some sort of benefit like all these EPs do when we're just almost as educated? Oh, so it essentially, oh, interesting. So it would be, would you try and make the change from a lobbying government perspective for all personal trainers in the state of Queensland or Australia? Or would it be our EAA accredited trainers because they've passed a certain accreditation? Um, yeah, which which yeah. one would it be? We would be looking at EAA coaches will have the ability to have okay. those extra benefits. Definitely. Now, that is going to set you apart because if you have some type of governmental uh, advantage where you get like, I don't know, rebates for example yeah or yeah. free insurance i don't know like there's all these different perks and like you're 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 protected like under legislation exactly like that now is a point of difference that can attract people to you exactly yeah it's probably something we need to probably put out more in terms of our, our bit of marketing and of our social media stuff uh, um but in the next couple of months, it's definitely something we're going to slam. And I guess it, what we're after is people to hear that message and actually get on board. Yeah. Um, it's not something that we're just going to be taking lightly and, you know, money comes in, money goes out. This Basically, we need this support from the Australian coaches so we can actually make these sort of things happen, which at the moment doesn't look likely from anywhere else. You mean from any other people doing this? Yeah. Exactly. Like it's, got, it's like it's just there's no one else really trying to do it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. That's now. That is. When do, what's the timeline on that? Uh, when can people expect? Say again. Hopefully, we're aiming for two years. Okay. Well, keep. Oh, will you keep us updated? We'll, we'll <laughs> speak again in the future about this. That's, you um, heard it here first. Exactly. We're just planting seeds for the future. Yeah. Exactly. We'll see where we end up. Um. And I know. Speaking of allied health professionals, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about was, you know, obviously you have a. A strong emphasis and relationship with that allied health network um, yep. but often there's this disconnect like between personal trainers referring out to physios and, and other uh, health professionals and vice versa how yep. do you think personal trainers and coaches and, and vice versa allied health professionals can integrate and communicate more effectively yeah um, yeah good question so I am a firm believer that Ex-science, if I'll start there, um, have the ability, if they're educated enough, to take a low-end rehab-based um, program. So I myself, I'm ex-science qualified, um, and I do a lot of ACL um, rehabs. It's only I can only do that because I've got the right education, and that's I've been through the right courses, I've done all this sort of stuff, which gives me the confidence to do it. Um, I feel as though that personal trainers uh, should have the ability to rehab small niggles. So if there's like a impingement or if there's a ITB pain or something like that, it's actually not that hard to um, to work on yourself as long as you've got the right knowledge and you understand body movement. I think PT, uh, PTs have been shafted a little bit where they're just um, health and fitness gurus and that's about it. But they can really play a big role in injury prevention. I think they should still, there's the fine line of being able to you know, try a couple of things. If something doesn't work in a couple of weeks, then we go, all right, maybe this is not the right situation. Let's move on. But using an EP, a physio, and even ex-sciences guidance, um, I feel like should be huge for a PT that needs sort of uh, rehab, uh, rehab clientele that, you know, if it's a post-surgery, if it's a... You know, something a bit more severe, then I'd definitely try and get them to use other you know, higher support. And this lower end of the spectrum, if there's more health and fitness based stuff, I'll try and get the EPs, ex-science to actually refer on to PTs if we can. I know there's a bit of a, this is my client, go away. But this is the sort of thing we're trying to nut out is we've all got our specialties. And I feel as though that moment, we're kind of just trying to take on everything a little bit too much. I've had a couple of PTs refer into resistance, which is awesome. Um, at the same time, we've got to have that respect to refer back as well. I don't, the last thing we want to see is 
the PT refers to me for an ACL client and I go, fantastic, now I'm going to take the rest of this and you want to lose weight, oh, fantastic, I'm going to do that as well. You've got to have that respect, I suppose, if that makes sense, to go, this is this is part of your lane. I don't need to be involved in this next process and hand back on. Okay. Yeah, I find it a tough question um, to answer fully, but there just needs to be that respect from all angles. And if we've got EAA coaches out there, we've got to understand that these guys know what they're talking about. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think respecting boundaries and expertise yep. is, is sounds like the, the main takeaway there. But, you know, it, it's it's funny because you can't really teach respect. Really. I mean, you can. Obviously, yeah. parents and, and mentors, they, they teach you through their actions that respect is an important quality. But some people, like, they'll say clients as dollar signs and they'll see clients as as people to um, prop them up and uh, improve their their status as a coach and that that to me that's like all right i can see a lot of people not caring about that or not thinking about that so i wonder how to communicate with those types of people i um i can't believe i've got a name dropping here but my partner tio has a so she's our marketing uh, guru at Resistance and EAA. And basically what I've found with this sort of thing is if you can find a niche um, that you really want to work with, those people will follow you. And for myself, I'm heading down the ACL route and I'm just really promoting ACL, maybe hammy strains, that sort of thing. That I find has helped with the respect thing in terms of if this person is not who I want to work with, then let's spread it apart. The people that I want to work with will come to, will come to me. Mm. Um, I know that's a tough one and it's hard to even, you know, for new PTs coming in saying, I'm just going to niche down. It's probably uh, not the greatest thing to do straight away. But I think if we can, after we've had a bit of experience on our belt, for those that can say, yes, I'm good at this and I want to work with this, that gives everyone a bit of a lane to work in um, and should help, I suppose, the relationship. But again, we're working with hundreds of thousands of people. So, you can, yeah, we can do what we, you know, it's pretty tough. Yeah, I think you just got to be the change you want to see, yeah. right? Like, lead by example. Like, you know, we all know coaches who we could talk to. And we all know coaches who maybe aren't doing and communicating and integrating and respecting um, yep. the expertise of our, of our colleagues. And I think that's where we can step up and say, hey, man, it's like, we don't know everything. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. And then, you know, you mentioned uh, your gym resistance. So we haven't really talked about. Tell, tell us, for the people uh, up in Brisbane um, yep. who are in the area you know, watching or listening, what is, there's so many gyms, right? Daniel, like there's a million gyms. So no, it's no. like, it's it's gets to a point now where I'm hearing a lot of coaches tell me, it's like, that's probably be- not the best idea. You don't probably need a brick and mortar place to be successful, yeah. influential, or have, have a positive effect on a community. Why did you open that up? And like, what do you think separates resistance as your point of difference from yeah. the rest? So this was huge for us. So I- I actually worked in this same gym as a coach before we opened Resistance. So I bought it off a previous gym owner. But the gym that I was at was a very high intensity fitness based gym, which, but, and in this area alone, there'd be nine of them in the next five to 10K. So, and that's what we're seeing everywhere. And I see on Instagram all the time new gyms popping up, the new way of training, this new intensity based training, it's all the same. And it was like, we're not going to be that, that type of gym. Um, so I guess what separates us is we're all uni qualified, but we're also, we do education once a week um, with each other or with, we get external people in. And it's our, I guess what separates us is the knowledge to work with the high-end rehab to the low-end, basically the whole spectrum. Um, people have got the confidence for us if they've hurt themselves, if you know if they've been to a previous place and they've found that their knees give way after six or eight weeks of their challenge or whatever that they're not actually going to get that here. It's all about this really steady, progressive overload, which we all know about. Um, I, I guess it's the, the sporting teams that we can work with. It's the rehab that we can do. It's the whole sort of spectrum of progressive loading rather than getting in post-COVID and absolutely smashing everyone. We don't really need to do that. We can tell, we can just use our communication to go, look, we, we will smash you, but it's going to be progressively. Over the next you know, 12 weeks, the last four weeks will be pretty tough. The next eight weeks will be all strength building, making sure your foundations are there. As long as you're eating well, if you if it's body composition you're after, that's going to come with consistent training and that's going to come with good eating. 
but we use the gym for more performance-based stuff where we're going, I want to get stronger. I want to be better at my sport. I want to be better at, you know, whatever it is. So that's our difference is it's not, we're not going to smash you for absolutely no reason. We're going to use your whole lifestyle to figure out what we're going to program for. Okay. So more of a well-rounded, uh, sp- like sp- sports science, yeah, exercise science, human science, I really should say. It's well, yeah. it's well beyond sport and exercise <laughs> um, approach based in the roots of, you know, tertiary education and continual uh, development week to week. Yeah. Did I sum that up okay? That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's my headline. I'll tell it to you. (laughs) No, because I'm trying to, um, you know, you try and find like, right, what's what's their thing? Like, what is it in like one sentence, two sentence? Like, um, just trying to make sure I'm on the right track with with what you guys do. Um, And with your clients though, like we talked about earlier, you use that, uh, what is it called? Um, Team Builder. Yep. use Team Builder to really upgrade the quality of your coaching from more of a more of a maybe communication side or art of coaching side. Um, what? How else do you guys approach coaching your clients and athletes and, and working with them um, that separates you guys and uh, yep. gives you basically your clients the, the success and benefit they they get. Yep. Um, I guess for us, and I know you guys are big on it too, it's about educating the client in front of us. So where I went wrong at the start of my career was to someone walk in, I'd tell them this is what we're going to do, I'll smash her and then that's it, I'll see you next week. So I think what we do differently here is every single person that walks in the door, they'll get, they'll, they'll see someone, but they'll also get a tailored plan. So basically I think that's the difference is they'll, They'll come into the doors, they'll pick up their Excel sheet or their now team builder sheet and go, this is exactly what I need to do if I want to achieve what I want to achieve. So there's just, we're not going to leave people in the dark with their own training. It's, I've written you four sessions a week. You've got two conditioning. You're out in the park doing this. I need you to do a bit of mobility work. I guess that's probably what separates us is that attention to detail um, for any client that walks in. Yeah, that's big. I mean, do you think... Speaking, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but um, early personal trainers with their knowledge and you know fresh out of their certificate threes and fours, you know even our even our courses, right? They're going to have gaps. Um, what do you think are those biggest gaps? The biggest gaps, um, I think it's it's a good question. There's a few things like for us, it's it'll probably be a little bit different for when they're finishing these Orphic courses because I know we'll be teaching it as well. So there'll be a lot of actual practical application that we'll be you know, going through. But at the moment, if we to say currently people coming through, it's the, it's the extra details in the program. So we'll get, I'll even, I'll interview maybe 15 people a year and I would say 13 of them would give me a program that looks like a bench press, squat, deadlift, bent over row, all in the same program. And it's just not doing anything. I would say, can we get a power program? And it looks exactly the same, but maybe they wanted to perform it quicker or something. There's more box jumps. So I think that's the difference. And that's what's lacking is the ability to program for someone in front of them and then actually put in the little bits and pieces. Have we looked at their adductors and with their calves? So we looked at all this proper strength training stuff, which is actually going to make a big improvement on their everyday life and sport rather than just getting in and going, let's do a high intensity session. Let's get this done. Do a Metcon. Bang. See you later. So it sounds like, I think that's a great point about, looking at those even even in the minute details even looking at the the, the and it goes to what you're saying about um, attention to detail it's like yeah we see these big large muscle groups uh, multi-joint multi-planar compound movements right check 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 but what you ended neglecting are those smaller stabilizer um, yep. synergist muscle groups that play a critical role especially for our athletes in in controlling deacceleration forces and helping stabilize joints through unstable positions. And when the calves, the adductors, you know, the VMOs, the, the feet, um, the, the spinal extensors, when yeah. these muscle groups are weak or dysfunctional, then, then we see a cascade of problems. Yeah, oh, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, 
and, like, and that's something which I, with the EAA and with Orphic, I know we're trying to change. And this will be this will be a five-year minimum plan, I reckon, to actually get majority of PTs coming out of um, their degrees or their qualifications actually with this sort of knowledge. And I know when I did my PT course, it was very um, get in, let's do a hundred burpees with a hundred squat thrusters and see how fast you can do it. And that's, we walk out of there absolutely smashed, but what's that really do in the long run for someone over six, 12 months? It's not something of, you know, great worth, especially when they go back and they hurt themselves. Absolutely. What I mean, there's so many, when you're not held to a high standard, that becomes the norm. Yeah. Like, because what else do you know? Because, yeah, exactly. like, you, anybody can make you sweat. Exactly. Like, the, I heard DeFranco talk about, like, like, like my grandma can, can write a program for you and it can be hard, or my kid yeah. can, right? But can you write a structured, intelligent, systematic, progressive, um, individualized program? Uh, program that is going to work for your client and not just for that de- for, for, for that month or week but for that day and auto regulate it day to day week to week yeah exactly that's it that's one thing that's an awesome point when someone comes in i only did it just yesterday i had this whole session plan and he goes i've just rolled my ankle it is so sore and i'm, I'm doing legs with him going oh yeah right okay so yeah. the ability to adapt is another big one we can't just get in smash everyone especially if they've had a footy game on saturday and they've come in monday and they're still sore still fatigued there's just no room for it absolutely that's that's the art of coaching is the ability to adapt and auto regulate on the fly it's like you end up quickly soon realizing that the majority of your programs majority of the time you're not doing everything that you said you're having yeah. to adapt and adjust some variable based on yeah. the person's physiological state for that day or week yeah, yeah. um i think one of the last places i want to uh, we want to finish off is is what we're, you briefly mentioned before for people who don't know we are partnering with you guys up in brisbane yeah. to and you guys are going to be facilitating and we're going to be teaching you're going to be teaching our courses uh through your facility which is awesome and yeah. exciting but let's be transparent and obviously this is a biased conversation right <laughs> but in all seriousness, what attracted you to us? There's a lot of, let's be real, there's a lot of different um, certificates that you could have partnered with. Why Orphic? Yeah, good question. So we actually came across you, it was actually through social media first, I think. And basically what we did was just had a look at what you're doing. Um, We always had the plan to partner with a um, PT certificate. So We'd had a look around. We'd seen the generics, the online ones, the finish in 12 weeks, all this other, you know, shit that's out there. What attracted us to you guys was firstly the people that you're working with already, which I thought was fantastic. So the gyms, like the Lifestyle Athletes Authority with you guys was huge because we know exactly what they're all about. Um, But you guys, just the practical component where you weren't taking online learning um, as an answer, it was... We're going to show you the ins and outs and how to teach properly. It just resonated exactly with what the EA wants to do and resistance. We're all about the practical components. So I thought this is an absolute perfect uh, combination for us. Yeah. I mean, if we talked about earlier in the conversation, what is one of the biggest... To to, to finish off where we started is (laughs) what you talk about, Daniel, with the, the biggest, you know, kind of gaps that people have is... They don't have that practical experience, competency, and confidence yeah. um, from the things that they've learned in their certificate. And so right now we have 26 weeks of, of hands-on weekly three-hour classes, yeah. and we're about to take it up a notch. We're about to make it longer and more comprehensive yeah. um, to really push the bar even higher. Yeah, awesome. So stay tuned for that. Um <laughs> so that's exciting for us and stay tuned Brisbane and Queensland uh, we're going to be doing that very soon and I guess to, to finish off the conversation Daniel do you have any last thoughts comments questions asks of, of the people listening um, or just where people can find you yeah um, I guess in terms of the well in terms of both the EA um, is more of a I guess I'll use this as a bit of a call out that if you've liked what you've heard, we want people to be involved. And this is a members-based um, organization we're creating, which is basically, it's designed to help coaches. So we've made it very, very cheap as well. We want it to, we don't want this to be a financial burden on someone. So 
we're after the support from Australian and Australian coaches, and it's the only way we're going to get off the ground is by the support of you guys. So that's something I wanted to really put out there um, on this webinar. Um, for resistance, we're super excited for joining with Orphic Education. I think their PT course roughly will be maybe start of 2020, I believe. Um, Wait, you mean 2021? Uh, 2021, yeah, good call. Um, so we're putting our work into the moment now to, to get that ready to roll. We've already had a couple of people ask us, you know, the best sort of PT course. And we're trying to hold off and say, just wait another six months and we'll be, uh, there's a good one coming. So for Brisbane, look out. We're, we're really trying to make big changes in the industry and we can't wait to work with all these PTs across Queensland, across Australia with the EAA. So we're very excited and we, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. No, I appreciate it. And just to put it out there, the, the positive thing is, while our practicals will start for you guys in 2021, approximately, um, yep. they can actually get started on the online learning system. We don't even like calling it that because there are practical assessments. We've got to figure a better name for it. We will. Um, <laughs> they could get started on, on the compulsory uh, work that they have to do uh, virtually, right? Yep. And so then once they finish that, they can integrate really well into the practical. So just put it out there they can still absolutely get through that process and hit the yep. ground running. Awesome. I'll make sure I start promoting. <laughs> hey, it's, it's just going to start filling and getting the people in the intakes uh, early and prepared. Um, Daniel, how can people sign up for uh, EAA if they're interested or find yep. out more and um, about your gym resistance? Yeah, so... Uh, for the EAA, if you go to www.exercise.asn.au, um, that will pop up. And basically, it's just you need to go to get accredited, uh, follow the prompts there. And as soon as you pay 50 bucks and you you know sign up, you'll actually get the whole sheet of how to actually become accredited. So it should be all sent to emails. Um, basically, follow the links, send me your videos, and then from there, we can give it a yes or no. Um, with resistance, so we're at resistancesss.com. With the WWW. The, the S. Oh, oh, the oh, resistance SS. What's the ASN? Exercise.ASN. What is that? Uh, that is association abbreviated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, feel free to go into that resistance. I think we haven't got our Orphic, um, our PT course up there yet, but that'll probably be in the next month or so. We'll start pumping that up. But for now, for you to have a look, my partner does a, uh, she spends multiple hours on trying to make that thing look pretty. So, on the, I try and do the good work out there and she does all the good work in here. Very important, very important to have a team and uh, exactly. of, of people who fill your weaknesses and gaps, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. So you don't have to do everything. Um, Daniel, love to talk to you and meet you. Um, really excited about the partnership and, and working together and having that facility up in Queensland through, through what is a, a facility that cares, has a lot of attention to detail and has... A very high standard that's exactly what we're about and so we're excited for that thank you so much alexander i appreciate you having me on board um hopefully you got a few listeners i'm sh hopefully i didn't bore too many people and I can <laughs> no you're <laughs> daniel this is it's an important conversation and um important to introduce kind of what you guys are about um for people curious um yeah. so yeah i appreciate your time Beautiful. Thank you so much, mate. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome, man. I'll let you get up out of here and then I'll finish off the call and outro it. Righto. See you later. All right. See you, Daniel. All right, guys. Webinar Wednesday number 14. We have done 14 of these. That was uh, Daniel from EAA. It was a bit of a different one. Oh, that's Essa. <laughs> Don't put up Essa on the screen. What I meant to put up was Daniel's website. Um, exercise.asn.au to just give you guys a little bit of a um, understanding of, of what it looks like and what they do. Um, look, I really hope he can he can create what he wants to create there with uh, EAA because we need it. We need to raise the standard in this industry and the only way you do it is try by being the change that you want to see and implementing and taking action and actually starting these initiatives to raise that standard and become better and so that's essentially what daniel is uh, attempting to do and we are partnering with him um because we believe we have similar values and so for our future courses certificate three and four students who are looking to become certified and become a, a great personal trainer we are not good for you if you're looking for a cheap course 
if you are don't if you don't have money to invest in yourself we, we are not right for you if you are looking if you don't have time if you are looking to fast track something we are not the right fit for you but if you're looking for something that's comprehensive if you're looking for something that is detailed if you're looking for something that is not easy if you're looking for the path of least resistance we are not for you like well, you know we speak to people and it's like it's it's difficult it shouldn't be easy we're not going to make it easy for you right because you have people's lives in your hands and so this whole conversation about raising the standard is about is about making it not easy to have someone's life and health in your hands it is a honor and a privilege and a huge responsibility that you can severely change and mold and influence somebody in an effective and efficient way or an inefficient and ineffective way and potentially make their health worse. And if you don't have the tools, the resources, education and practical skill set behind that, then you will you will not do a good job. You will be you, you will send people backwards. You you will you will be exactly the people that we have too many of in this industry. People who are just in it for money or because they just, I just like to exercise or I just like to, you know, um, I just like sport and I like to lift weights. And so I, I want to see if I can help that. It has to be, doesn't have to be, but dig, try and find what's the real reason. What do you really want to do this for? Because the people who really find their deep rooted wise and they have like, it's ingrained in their belief system. Those are the people who really make influential change. And those are the people who we want to work with. We don't want to work with everybody. We don't work with everybody. Um, and it's antithetical to making money and business growing. We know that. But the reality is we don't want to work with everybody because not everybody's a right fit for us and we're not a right fit for everybody. But if, if some of the values that we've described, attention to detail, comprehensiveness, um, practic practicality, practical skill set, hands-on, if some of those things speak to you, then we might be a really good fit for you. And you guys can contact us, Orphic Education. Um, we do these uh, weekly webinars every Wednesday, um, these weekly podcasts. They're on all podcast platforms. Um, you see some previous guests we've had on. Uh, we have Mark uh, Obertort next week. All these are on YouTube as well and podcast platforms. Um, if you guys want to be notified of when we do them next, just go to orphiceducation.com, click on Webinar Wednesday, and you'll see exactly... Uh, you can put in your name and email and you'll be notified. Thank you guys for listening and watching. I'm Alexander Emanuel. You can find me on the internet where uh, I talk a whole bunch of stuff about everything. Um, otherwise, thank you guys for, for listening and watching.